Okay, Shalom Abracha. So we're continuing with where we left off because, because there's new people here. We're going to have to just recap a little of what we're doing here. Rabbi Nachman gave two lessons on the concept of the Tikkun HaKlali. Everyone here has heard about the Tikkun HaKlali. He revealed the Tikkun HaKlali to rectify what's called Pagama Brit. He said specifically for what was called a Shogeg, a Mikri Laila. Tikkun Mikri Laila, which means unintentional. However, from the Lashon that he talks and how he brings proofs, plus the commentaries from the breast lovers, it's understood that this, is a, this can be also a tikkun for even, God forbid, intentional pigam abrit, but with conditions that a person has major harata and tshuva and everything. We went into this in previous classes. So, Reish Hay, Rabbi Nachman, he explains the idea why 10 chapters of Tehillim is the tikkun. That's number one. In this lesson here, 92, which we're doing Tzadik Betinyana, Rabbi Nachman goes to show, number one, the proofs of where he learns out that each type of song, that I didn't explain. This is the Gemara, the Zohar, the Midrash, Rashi, they all bring down different versions of the same idea. That what? That David HaMelech, along with other nine Sadiqim, some say ten Sadiqim, who composed the Sefer Tehilim, they wrote the book using ten types of nigun. The famous address is Psachim, Dav Kuf Zayin, that, un, that the book of Tilm was composed with ten types of nigunim, okay? And now the order, the nuscha of the names and the order of them, that's, that's the difference between the Zohar, the Midrash, the Gemara, the Yerushalmi. Rabbi Nachman takes the kivun of the Yerushalmi on the name of the ten types of nigunim, okay? So Rabbi Nachman's chidush is that there are actual 10 chapters which correspond to the 10 types of nigunim, and he proves in Lesson Reishay that this can be machniya pigamabrit. 10 chapters, 10 activating the 10 types of nigun which are encompassed in Tehillim. Ten, originally he said any 10 kapitlech. Originally, when he revealed the Tikkun HaKlali in 1805, he said any 10 kapitlech can do it, can do a job of Tikkun. Afterwards, he revealed which specific 10 they are. Right before, a year before he passed away, he revealed the seder that's known in the Tikkun HaKlali, chapter 16, chapter 32, chapter 41, 42, okay? So, in this lesson 92, number one, the first part you can see in the first paragraph is that he goes into showing the actual uh, proofs to each type of nigun, how it's machnia. He says, for example, you see this bracha, we went into this in previous classes. Ashrei, Ashrei is Nesui Pesha. The, the nigun of Ashrei is lifts up the sin. Maskil, he says from Hashem is Isha Maskal. It's Shir. Balayla, the Zohar says the reason why Laila is called Laila is amazing. Why is Laila called Laila? On the name of the Klippa, we don't say her name. Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav. She is the evil force. She is the wife of Samech Mem. Uncle Sam? <laughs> we don't say his name either. He has a batzuk. Her job in this world, Hashem Rachem, is she heats men up. God forbid. The, the, the standard situation is while sleeping, a mikri laila. She comes using the subconscious dreams of a man and attacks him to heat him up. And then she takes, when he has an emission, she takes the sparks of that and brings it to the other side. That's the nourishment of all the tumah comes from the life source of the nitzotzot, of the sparks of the seed wasted, okay? So night, it's called mikre laila, because normally the time a man sleeps is at night time. The time she has shlita, and then the world is dinim, is the beginning of the night, laila. So Rabbi Nachman brings proofs, for example, shir, balayla, which we're going to go into today. We're going to go into the chapter that corresponds to shir. Rabbi Nachman's proof for shir, 
which is found in the Tikkun HaKlali, chapter 42, Balayla Shiro Imi. So Rabbi Nachman's Taich is like this. Balayla, when God forbid a person is trapped in Layla because he's fell, he fell into become a Brit. So he's in Layla, he's under the domain, the, the, the jurisdiction, the, the, the rulership of this klipa called Lamed Yud, Lamed Yutav. Even though I'm in Layla, Chas Shalom, Shiro Hashem's Shir, the power of Shir, is with me. Rabbi Nachman sees this as a proof that Shir can subdue the klipa. It's one of the ten types of song, and in this format, of this verse, Balayla Shiro Imi. We're going to go into this, Bizzat Hashem. The question asked by all the Mefarshim, look how Shiro is written. It's written with a hey. It's written like in the, in the feminine tense. Shiro should be Shin, Yud, Resh, Vav. Shiro. Ubalayla, his song, Hashem is saying this, by the way. This verse, the Gemara learns out. I think it's Resh Lakish. I'm Resh Lakish. Anyone shows Osek Bator Balayla, anyone learns Torah at night. It's a famous Gemara. Anyone who learns Torah at night, which is meant to be understood, someone who gets up at midnight and learns Torah, is Osek Torah at night time. So such a person, during the day, he has a Chut Shel Chesed. There's many Mepharshim. What if you do before Chatzos? It's also counting, but it's ideally from Chatzot Laila. Why ideally Chatzot Laila? Because she, Lamed Yud, Lamed Yutav, she's subdued at midnight. Every midnight, she's uh, there's a sub, subduing. Her shlita is from the beginning of the night to the end to the midnight. That's when she rules. There's Lail, the Zor goes to this. There's Lail, Lail Shemurim, for example, Lail Pesach, and there's Laila. So they go into the Zohar, which part is Laila? One, one half is called Laila, that half is called Lail. Where there's Dinim, that's Laila, I think. That's Laila, she Laila. Laila is the time of the Dinim. And Lail, Lail Shemurim, Lail Shemurim is from like, it's the whole night, but from midnight, it's. It's protected, right? Lail. I don't remember exact the details, but the Zohar goes into that. There's Lail and Laila, the two parts of the night. One shows as a mitigation, one shows that there's still Dinim. You have to be careful, okay? But ideally, the Gemara there is talking about getting up at midnight. That's the, the Pshat of the Gemara, how the Mepharshim explain it. If someone gets up at midnight to learn Torah, and it earns, he deserves the title, because he was sleeping, and he woke up, he broke his sleep, okay? The Zohar says, Shir, Shira, comes from the root of a bull, shor. The reason why shir is called shir, because it's an expression of song where a person is making a matzav. Is giving, is macha matzav in Yiddish. What does that mean? There's nothing here, and I have to build the situation. It's not like there's an inspiration, and I'm, I'm just getting a free trip on the inspiration. I'm in total darkness right now, and I have to make the situation to exist. That's shir. Shir is when, oh, I'm out of it. How am I going to do this? Oh my, oh my God. And person says, okay, I kill myself. And he does it. That's Shir. The, the idea of Shir is song when a person kills himself in darkness to make a light. There's not like to build on. Like, for example, Hoda'a, giving thanks. It's built on something. An, a miracle happened, an unbelievable breakthrough. All that's left for me to do is thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. You say thank you because there's already an initial push to give thanks. Ashrei, Ashrei nu. Something happened that now, oh, wow, ashrenu, 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 okay? Every type of song has a different format. Shir is when there's nothing. Darkness, you have to make the initiative. You have to make the first move. That's why the Gemara is saying, anyone who gets up is osek batora in the middle of the night. Moshchin alav chutshel chesed bayom. On that there's many mefarshim, many, many commentaries. He has chen, also because he lost out on his sleep, so he's like, he's like, he's like heavy. Still, he has chen. People love him. People are appreciative of him. I have it even seven. In the morning. I don't have to get what? Up. I, I don't have to get up midnight. Even seven in the morning, I have the same. Thing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a story of a of a malamed here, famous. You're okay with holding up. You're okay. 
There was a Malamed in Yerushalayim. His name was Rav Yankel Kalmanovitz. Kalmanovitz. Many people remember him from the 60s, 70s. Many children here went through him. He was like, a, I think, Talmud Torah, Etz Chaim, a very famous Talmud Torah. And he was a breast lover, and he would get up every night at midnight. And the, the Menahel of the, of the Talmud Torah said, you can't do this, it's halacha. If now, by you getting up, you won't function in teaching the children properly, so you're not allowed to do that. It's halacha in Shulchan Aruch. That if now, you, a Malamid can't now take like an extra job or do something additional at nighttime that's going to influence his work during the day, because his work is Kodesh. He has to teach Jewish children, it's going to ruin their education, so you can't do that. So he says, don't worry, I get up at Chatzot and I daven for these kids. And Bianara, it's something known, I'm not inventing this, that all the thousands of kids that went through this Malamid, till today, they have all Yerat Shemayim. It was a gift, and they, and they credit to this Malamid, that even though things were, like, you know, he wasn't, he was tired of it. You can imagine, being up at midnight, and then you have to teach at like 9 in the, eight in the, morning, nine in the morning at a cheder or whatever. So it's gonna, he's not going to be 100% there, yet he was. Okay, and he had the biggest Seattle Deshmai of all the kids that they had a chen with him. So that's an example. Moshchen al-Futshel as many interpretations also of Parnasa. Okay, fine. So this is how the, the, so the, the verse reads like this. Yomam Yitzaveh Hashem Chazdo. Hashem will command his chesed on the day, which the Gemara says, a chutshel chesed, a, a string of chesed, of kindness is drawn upon this person. Why? With who Ubalayla Shir Yomam Mitzvah Hashem is saying Hashem is saying the pasuk. When does Hashem say Yomam Mitzvah Hashem Chazdo? Ubalayla Shiro Imi. Hashem says because Hashem says because at night time his singing of this man a Torah, his singing of the Torah was with me when the angels are singing together because the angels get up at midnight also and do the Shira right. There's Dashmorot. We learn Dashmorot Masachet Brachot from the the Malachim that they have Dashmorot of singing in Shemaim. Okay. So Hashem is saying his, his singing was together with me with all the singing of the angels coming, right? So he was zochet to that. So now Shiro and Shiro is a big question. We're going to that tonight. Today, tonight. I'm used to the Wednesday next year. It's today. So we're going to, why is it written Shira? If a hey and not Shiro. You have, a, you have an answer? No, no. We're going to go into it. Now we're going to go into it. Yeah. No, we're going to go into it now. I gotta go Okay, no problem. So now. Okay, now we're going to skip. We're going now to the second paragraph, okay? You see, Veda, ki elu hem ha'asara kapitul shetzechim lo'mram be'oto hayom she'era lo mikre b'tit ta'orchas ha'shalom, okay? You should know, Rabbi Nachman is saying, these are the ten specific kapitul ha'tilim that a person has to say in the same day that he has, God forbid, and Rabbi Nachman's makpi went into this a year ago. Why the same day, right? We went into this, remember back then? That why dafka the same day that a person has a, an, a, an omission which is not pure? That's the lashon of the pasuk, mikre b'tit ta'or. Rabbi Nachman is using the Pasuk with the incident of Shaul and David HaMelech and Yonatan when uh, David did not come to eat the Rosh Chodesh Seuda with Shaul HaMelech. And he's, and he's asking Yonatan, where's Shaul? Where's David HaMelech? He said he had a family event and he couldn't make it. So what Shaul HaMelech said, ah, he had Nikribilti Tahor. The, the wording there is he said about David HaMelech, Mistama, he's not eating because we're eating a Korban and you have to have a level of Kedusha. So he said, Mistama, Mikre, Bilti, Taor. Okay, it happened, then happened. But when it happened the second month, the second Rosh Chodesh, he started to get suspicious. And that's when he saw that he's doing it purposely. And that's when Shaul Amalek put on his uh, pursuit to go and kill Chasa Shalom David Amalek. So the wording is from there, Mikre, Bilti, Taor. Okay, so Chasa Shalom. That was Dan Kafskis, right? His Dan Kafskis, that's a good question. Or was, uh, was, uh, was <laughs> making fun? It was... 
both. Possibly both. Yeah. Okay, so these are the actual chapters. Mikhtam Ledavid Tetzayan, we went into this a little already. Next one is Ledavid Maskil, 32. Third, Ashrei Maskil Eldal. Each one is already representing the type of song. So, for example, you see where it says Mikhtam Ledavid, this chapter has in it the verse for Bracha. The verse that Ibn Nachman brought in the previous paragraph, Bracha is Avarechet Hashem Yatsani, that's from this chapter of the Tikkun Akhlali, chapter Tetzayim, 16. Okay? So it goes to say, Mikhtam the David is the chapter representing the song called Bracha. Second one, the David Maskil, where you have Ashrei, Ashrei Nesui Pesha, that's 32. Third one is, it seems to be Maskil, 41, Ashrei Maskil Adal. Ibn Nachman doesn't bring a Pasuk from Tilim, he brings a Pasuk from Mishlei. Right? Yes, if you look in the previous paragraph, for Maskil, he brings a pasuk from Mishle. That's Maskil. So here it seems to be number three in the order, Ashrei Maskil Adal. 42, in chapter 42, you have this pasuk we just spoke about. Is in this chapter, okay? So chapter 42 seems to be the chapter that corresponds to the song called Shir. This is what we're going to go into now. Shir, the Zohar says, corresponds to the sphere of Chokhmah. The Zohar, Tikkun Zohar, uh, elaborates, and plus in other places, Pinchas, Emor, they show a course correlation between the ten spherot and the ten types of song also. First of all, it's the Maharsha and the Gemara in Kufiud Zayn Psachim. The Maharsha is the one who opens us up to at least know, may it's probably bound down elsewhere, that's where he knows it from, that the ten types of Nigun that, the, that King David made the book of Tehillim with correspond to the ten Dibrot, the ten Aserta Dibrot and Arsinai, and the Aserta Dibrot correspond to the Asara Mamarot Shebahim Nivra that the world is created with ten Bayomer Elohim, Bayomer Elohim Yehor, right now, so Mamar Satum, the hidden one, which seems to be Ashrei, Keter, so it's these, there's 10. And he says that all these also correspond to the 10 spherot. Okay? The Zohar is the one, the address, where Abishim Abayochai shows us which sphera corresponds to which type of song. Okay? So in the Zohar itself, there's a machloket. When it comes to nigun, nigun and mizmor, the Zohar switches them. In one place it says nigun is gvura. Another place it says it's chesed. Another place mizmor is gvura, mizmor is chesed. We'll go with the... Kivun, that it's going to, we're not there yet anyways. Nigun will go to another, not next week's class, or next week or in two weeks, two weeks' class, okay? But Shir, the Zohar says, is Chokhmah. How? When the world is Shir connected to Chokhmah. So for this, we need to see what the Zohar says and lays out. And with this, you can understand the, the key to connect to Shir and what's the idea of Chokhmah here. The Zohar says like this Kayal Tarog. The Zohar says some, a good observation. You can, learn a lot, you can learn a lot of laws of grammar from the Zohar, by the way. Because most of the questions the Zohar asks are questions in Dikaduk, in grammar. Okay? So he says like this. Ayal is a male deer. is ayelet, which is a doe. And the ayal, the real translation is a hind. Uh, ayal is a hind. And ayelet is a doe, a female hind. So if you're talking about a male deer, a hind... So the verse should read, Ke'ayal Ya'arog, with a Yud, Ya'arog. What's this Ta'arog? That's feminine. So say, or Ke'ayal Ya'arog, or Ke'ayelet Ta'arog. Why you, the Pasuk, are you taking two, two different, masculine and feminine, 
and putting them together. What's going on here? So the Zohar says like this, that really Ayal, Ayelet is feminine. When the Zohar is talking about this Ayal, Ayelet, it's feminine. First of all, what is this Ayal, Ayelet the Zohar is talking about? This refers to the Sphira, what's called the energy level of Malchut. Malchut is called an Ayelet Ayal because the word for Ayel, Ayelet connotes strength, like Eile Moav, Yochazem Moav, we say in Moshe every morning, Eile Moav, the strong warriors of Moav. Ayal, Ayelet, connotes strength. What in the world does Malchut have to do with strength? So this is what the Zohar goes into right now. Malchut in the Kabbalah is an, is a, an energy level of receiving and then giving. Malchut is like a mother, for example, that she receives energy from above her, and then she distributes it to her children, who's dependent upon her. So to Malchut is the last level of the Svirot, above this world, and all the nourishment coming to this world, to the Goyim, to the Yidin, to everybody in this world, all the nourishment is through Malchut. So Malchut has a big responsibility of being the final address of all the bounty that Hashem sends from above coming down. It gets down to Malchut, and then it's distributed to the world, to the Tachtonim. So she's like a mother, okay? But if now there's dinim in the world, there's judgments, and for that reason, they block bringing down Shefa, down to the world, and Ayala, the Malchut goes crazy. I have a responsibility to bring nourishment to my children, to the world. If you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to have no other alternative but by force to go up and to get it. That's why Malchut Dezor says it's called an Ayal. Because he strengthens it, this sphira, this added to this energy level, as if strengthens itself with such a force to go upwards to get it. With that said, let's look at the verse. Ke'ayal ta'arog. It's good to have a tikkun o'clock in front of you so you can see it better. Ke'ayal ta'arog alafikemayim. Ken nafshi ta'arog elecha eloki. King David is saying, or the sons of Korach, they're saying like this. Just like an ayal, the female hind, or whatever, is yearning alafikemayim. What's afikemayim? The mefarshim, the, 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 the malbim and everyone, they say the word Afik is like Afikoman, Apiku, where the water comes out from. There's water sources. Okay? Pshat is, the Gemara says, that when there's a drought, all the animals in the forest, they come to the deer and the dove, the doe, the hind and the deer, the, the female doe, like, complaining there's no water. You dove into Hashem for water. This is the Midrash brings this down. Okay? This analogy. There's no water, so dove in that there should be water. So what does the, the dove or the, the, the doe or the hind do? He puts his horns in the earth and he lets out orga is the word, arog is the term of the cry for a deer, like a dove, like a deer, like a lion has, there's a gara, there's in Hebrew, there's different languages for the noise of each animal, right? We say by each animal, okay? A, 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 a bear has a, another type and a lion has another type. The type of expression of crying of a, of a dove, of a, a hind, of the deer, is called ta'arog. And it's funny because it's similar to the word for orga, yearning, because that's what she's doing. She's crying out of yearning for water. So the king, the, 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 the talim is saying like this, just like the, the, the again, if it's the hind or the, or the doe, is, is yearning, crying for water, for the water to come out because there's no water, 
And the Midrash continues that, and Hashem answers her that by digging, they find the water source and water starts coming from underneath. He starts digging with the horns into the, to the earth until they get to some water and Hashem has compassion and lets the water come. That's Afike Mayim, water source, Apiku. Where's the water coming from? There's no water coming from the rain. So we have no choice but to look for an underground source of water. So it's taking the horns in and crying until Hashem has compassion and lets water come from under, underground sources to come up and there's water to give the animals, including the, the deer and all the other animals. That's why they come to the, to the deer who's an expert in knowing how to dove into Hashem to cry out to get water to come out. So, so he's saying, the, 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 by, oh, oh, one second, we'll get to that. Just a shot of the Pasuk. So to my nefesh, Pshat is very difficult. Elokim is normally the name of Hashem for Dinim. What? Come on. That so too, my nephew is yearning for you, the God of judgment. No, I don't want Hashem judgment. I'm yearning for your judgment. No. Ken to you when I'm under influence of Elokim, when there's judgment and nothing's coming down. So that's why that's what was pushing me. Just like Elokim. Just like there's no water coming to the to the deep, to the to the again I'm getting mixed up to the dough the hind, so too there's no water there's no nothing no sustenance coming down to me so I'm because of Elohim so I'm crying over that that's the pshat okay that's the pshat of the pasuk so now the Zohar going back he's called an ayal she's called an ayelet and it's really feminine why what's what's going on why is she called masculine when Malchut who's called an ayelet like ayelet ashachar also. And Esther Malka was called Ayelet HaShachar, Ayelet, uh, Ayelet Ahavim. The term Ayal refers to Am Yisrael in a few places in the Torah. There's Psukim and Tehillim that prove it. Also Esther Malka, she's also called an Ayelet, Ayal, okay? So what's this term? It's that when there's no Shefa coming down, she goes up. She goes running to get the Shefa, like a Zachar. The way of a female doe is not to be the one to go to find the food for the, for the babies. The man does that. The man, the, the male, the, the, the hind, he's the one who goes to collect food and everything to free the, the young, whatever, to have nourishment. He's the one, he's the balbuskan. He's the one who's doing the things. When she's not receiving shefa, she becomes like an ayal. So that's the Zohar's answer. Why did it say ayal tarog? It's really an ayalit, but because she has no alternative, because there's no, there's no shefa coming down, because there's Allah, she's crying over afike maim. Afike maim is two. Afike. Afik would be singular one. What's two? So in the Kabbalah, there's two sources of Shefa that come down. One is from Bina. The higher one is called Bina. Okay? Bina is the top. Bina is the beginning of all the, bo- the bounty coming down. Under that is what's called the Zeranpin. The Zeranpin is like the masculine giver. Under Malchut, you see, I'll just show you a little map here. You have in the Sfirot what are called Sfirot is number two. She's, she's the wife. Watch, watch the map here. You'll see it. You'll understand it much better. Okay? This normally is the setup of the Sfirot. Okay? These are Sfirot. Ten Sfirot. They parallel the body of a man. Okay? Yeah, this is the head. Chochmah bin These three is like the brain. The right side, left side, and the cerebellum in the middle. That's the middle. This is the right arm. Chesed Gvura. Chesed Gvur, the right arm, left arm, and Tiferet is the torso, the middle. The legs, Netzachahod, are the legs, Yisod is the breed. Malchut, they say, is the tip of the breed, or also the feet, the legs, the legs, the bottom of the feet. Okay, even though it's one, it's representing two, but it's in the middle. Okay, it's, like, it's receiving from all these, basically. This is Sfirot. There's also what's called Partsufim. Partsufim takes the ten Sfirot, 
and gives them a, a, a persona. That's the word in English, okay? A persona means like representations. For example, Chochman Bina is like father and mother. Just like a father has the role of a father and a mother has the role of a mother, Chochman Bina parallel that in their role in the Sfirot. Tiferet is all six. He's called Zeranpin. It's like the child. He's the child of Abba. He's the son. And it's like the daughter-in-law. Okay? Son, and he gives to his wife. Okay? So this is the father and mother, son and daughter-in-law, if you want to call it. Nukva. Malchut is like the wife. Okay? He's Zeranpin. He's one Afike, Maim Bezor says. He gives. The wife of. He's the, he's the husband. He gives to Malchut. She also can receive from her mother-in-law. She's a good mother-in-law, Yuma. <laughs> she gives. She gives also. Bina gives directly to her gifts, jewelry, and this, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm giving an analogy, okay? That Ima gives to the new, the Malchut also, and also Zerenpin. Zerenpin gives much more though, because he, it's his wife. It's, it's Zerenpin and Nukve. It's his wife here, okay? Mm-hmm. This, 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 these are parts of him. Persona is parts of him. So you can understand the role of the Sfirot. Tiferet has a lot because in Zeranpin he has times that he has to have chesed, times gvura, times you have netzach, so there's attitudes in how he brings Parnassah and Shefa into the house on a physical, spiritual, mental, emotional level, all levels, they, ch- they change. There's always variations in everything in all these six, okay? So, Afike Ma'in is two. It's Zeranpin and Ima, which is Bina, and Zeranpin, which is the, all these Tiferet here. When she's not getting it, when there's a blockage, huh? Where's Kassel above Keter is way above here. Here we go. Keter was here. Atik, Yomin, Arich, Anpin. This is like grandfather. Okay, Saba the Savings. Great, great, great grandfather, if you want to say. Way above. Atik, Yom, ancient of days. Okay, it's like Saba. It's called Saba. Saba Kadisha, Saba. In the Kabbalah, they call it the Saba. Like the grandfather. He's like the grandfather. Just picture picture grandfather, Bubi, Azadi. And the, the father, mother, uh, the son, and the daughter-in-law. Okay, that's, that's amazing how the Sfirot, and as a personification, they, they give us this so you can understand like, the role that they serve. It's called anthropomorphism, so we can understand a little bit of how they work, so they give us this analogy to compare it to something that we have in daily life in, in this world, okay? So, afike ma'im, ki'ayal tarog al afike ma'im. There's two sources, okay? She's not getting it. She's yearning. Why there's a blockage? Because the actions of the Tachtonim, of her children, dictate that heaven doesn't want to give Shefa. Because if they allow Shefa to go down while people are still conducting themselves wrong, they'll take it and, and, and detour it to the wrong direction and to cause more damage, more destruction. So for heaven, they have like what's called a, um, a pilot light. You know, like a pilot, you know, if you have too much electricity, so then everything goes off. What's it called again in English? If you, it's it's like a, it's a it goes switch. exactly. There's a breaker switch from heaven that they see that if now too much shefa and bounty is coming down, and there's a danger to go to the evil side and cause more destruction, so they have a breaker switch to turn off everything now. So we have to you have to call the technician to come to fix everything. All here also new. We have to get everything fixed. But how, who fixes it? No one's fixing it. And she's saying, my children need food. The good people also are suffering now with the bad people together. Like we can't do that. You can't just block like the breaker switch ch- turns off everything. It turns off the cholent plata, turns off the fridge, turns off yeah. everything that you don't need, even what you need. That's not fair. How, why turn off what I need also? Right? They get hurt first. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so what what does she do? She becomes like an ayal, the Zora says, and she goes without permission to bring down the bounty and shefa. So at midnight, this happens every night. 
Every night this happens at midnight. The night is when they close off the doors every night because the night is when she rose. Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud, Tav, she rose. If now they allow Shefa to continue coming down while she's ruling, that time of the day, she'll take it for her. So in heaven, they close off and they tell everybody, everyone go home, go to sleep. That's why it's the best time to sleep, ideally, is the first part of the night. Not to switch it. The Ben Yishchai goes to this a lot. Why it's healthiest for a person, physically, spiritually, mentally. Not to do what people do today. They, they step until midnight and they go to sleep. But yes, to go to sleep in the first half of the night. Because that's when the shops are closed. Everything's closed in heaven. Closing. There's no Shefa coming down. Okay? There are exceptions. There are exceptions. But in the main, the doors are closed. There's no Shefa. So now, Malchut needs, people still need to breathe, people need to eat, they need sustenance. Just because now, you, you, the shop is closed, go home. But people are starving, people need help and nourishment still, physically, spiritually, mentally. So, this takes place for the first six hours of the night, where this, this blockage, at midnight, she can't handle it anymore, Malchut, because we need Shefa. So every, every night at midnight, the Malchut becomes like this Ayal. The Ayalet becomes an Ayal. That's why she's called an Ayalet in the first place, because it's an Ayal. And Bikoach, she goes up. The Zoradik picks us. She goes to what's called dark mountains. Why are they dark? Because she didn't get permission to go. So she's going through these dark mountains, dark mountains of Zeranpin, to get to Chesed, because she has to go through all these mountains. She's coming from the below. She has to get to Chesed, because that's where the bounty is. By Zeranpin, it starts at Chesed. So it's blocked here. And the first sphera of Zeranpin, it's blocked there. So she has to go all the way up to Chesed. Bina is left open. What? Bina is still closed also. They're both closed. Wait a second. Uh, They're both closed. Bina closed and Zeranpin closed. It's two break, break switches. They close both, okay? So she first goes to what's closest to her. Zeranpin is her husband, right? But he's closing off the Shefa. So the, the deer, the Ayelet, becomes like an ayal, a masculine attitude, and goes up all the way to try to get chesed without permission from this mountain called chesed in Zeranpin. Following this ayal is a snake, which the Zohar says represents Edom. The snake is following the footsteps of this deer, this, this hind. Why? Because this whole nourishment of the snake of Edom comes from the deer. The deer, the Malchut, will receive all the bounty and then give it out, including to the wicked, including to Esav and Edom the Goyim. So the snake is waiting for his nourishment. It's not coming. So he's following, the, the, Zohar, says, the Zohar says, he's following the footsteps of this hind who's running to go towards the, the Chesed, dark mountains. The snake is following to get to, 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 in order that once this deer gets the Shefa, the snake will take what belongs to him, Okay. So one snake following the, 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 the deer, the deer finally gets to the chesed. Waiting there is a second deer, a second snake. Which is the second snake? Ishmael. Ishmael is found on the right side. Ishmael, as opposed to Esav. You have Esav and Ishmael. Esav is the klipa on the left side. That's why he's tough and is evil and wrong. Ishmael is half-half. They, they believe in Allah, they believe in God, and they, they claim to be our brothers. But it's also a rishut. It's a different type of issue from the side of Chesed. So the, he's, he can't have access to the Chesed. Only the deer can get in forcefully and bring out bounty from the Chesed. Who's the deer? The deer is the Malchut, the attitude of Malchut. 
Uh, it's a shechina, if you want to say. Oh, here. How does it relate to Nihilinus? What? How does it relate to Nihilinus? It was uh, a... I don't know. It's called Tukhinis because it's Lashen Because Dachar is the title of It's a woman who... That's a good question. Here it says at the bottom, alternative names for Zerenpin and Malchut. Okay? Malchut. Leah, Rachel, prayer, Orla, Shechina. The Shechina is the Divine Presence. Okay? The Shechina, to give down the nourishment, is like Malchut. Okay? The moon, these are alternative names of, 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 of Malchut in the Kabbalah. So, what happens is, the second snake of Ishmael can't have access to Chesed. He's, 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 he's there, he's, his location, uh, he's, he's located on the mountain, but he has no access to it. He he's, comes he's, even for the aisle? Yeah, he's there waiting. He's there waiting. And yeah, comes the aisle comes, and the, what happens is, the snake of Ishmael and the snake of Edom, Esav, they both want the same Shefa. They're waiting for the dove, the, the, the dough, the to go eye. into Chesed, to get Shefa, and then these two snakes want to take it well, for themselves. Why is Shmuel there before she comes and Adam follows Because yeah. Ishmael is already on the side of Chesed. He's already located on the side of Chesed. Ishmael is always associated with the right side. It's the klipa of the right. To doing too much good is also bad. So the attitude of uh, Ishmael characteristic is they're coming, they believe in God, they believe in prayer and everything, but they're very extreme in the attitude. You take, for example, a holy war attitude. Why holy war? You know, God, is, God does everything, so I can do whatever I want, basically, because God is running the world. That's an attitude of, uh, of Ishmael. Esav is a kofir. There's no God, there's nothing. It's all kochiv yotzim yadi. There's no God. That's Esav. Mm-hmm. Ishmael does believe, but it's a distorted belief. You can't talk to them. It's like you try to talk to a rational argument or a rational dialogue with a Ishmael mentality, you won't get anywhere because they're brainwashed into their mentality and it's, it's a distortion of a religion. They believe, but it's a distortion. You can't, there's no way to talk any... I can kill and it's okay to kill people because it's a religious holy war. You can kill Jews and everything. And I'm doing the biggest mitzvah in their opinion of killing Jews. You know, you hear that, that's crazy, right? How do you compare that to Esau? Into Amalek, though. Amalek, right. We have a mitzvah to kill Amalek. Yeah. Okay, that's a question on the side. Is that the shem? Good question. You guys are asking good questions. I don't have answers yet. One day. Okay, so, what happens is, the hind comes to the chesed, the mountain, so the snake of Esau sees the snake of Ishmael, and they both want the same shefa. They don't want, okay, we'll split. I want this shefa for me only, I want the Shefa for me only. So the Zohar says, these two snakes start fighting each other. While they're fighting, the hind has no interference to go to get the chesed, the, the Shefa from chesed. She gets it and brings it down to the world. So that's why at midnight, those who are up at midnight and are close to Shekhinah, they're crying over the Shekhinah, that's Tikkun Chatzot, they're the first ones to receive this Shefa. First ones. And after them, it's distributed based on level. First, those who get up at Chatzot, number one, and then goes down, and then what's left over goes to the Goim and the rest of the world, etc. Okay, that's every night. Chutz Chesed is during the day. Because they were the first together. You're connecting Chesed already. It's good. I hear what you're saying. You're connecting the Chesed. That's that. That's the explanation of the Taich of Chutz Chesed. Your mom, it's Hashem Chazdom, thanks to what happens at midnight. Okay, we still didn't answer what happens to Bina. Bina still closed. Okay. The Zohar says, after this happens at midnight, every midnight, there's a second time the deer goes up forcefully to get Shefa. This is right before Alot HaShachar. 
It's called in the Zohar, Kadranuta de Tzafra. There's the darkness preceding the morning. The Zohar says that that time before Lota Shachar is very dark. If you notice on a physical level, it gets super cold at the end of the night, right before the morning. It's really chilly. It's like the chilliest. It wasn't so cold at midnight, but right before morning, it's freezing cold. Like there's an attitude of darkness and choshech. It's a doubled choshech. And here there's nothing to do with Esav and Yishmael now. This is the darkness of Yehush. The darkness of Yehush, of like, that's it, I'm abandoned, there's no hope, there's nothing. That attitude is represented in what the Zohar is saying of the second darkness right before Lota Shachar. And for that, for, those, for that deeper situation, the scenario where more help is needed, the help, the Shefa that came down at midnight is good maybe for like physical sustenance, physical nourishment, or a basic chesed. But now for those who are really stuck in the darkness before Alota Shachar, which means that before the biggest light in, in life, there's always a big darkness. When, you have, when you're about to have a major breakthrough, so Hashem sends you a major test and a major darkness, the idiot will say, okay, it's over. The smart guy will say, this darkness is so bad because something amazing is about to happen in my life. That's why this dark, I'm going to the darkness. You read, you read out the Tzorach Aliyah, that it's like a trampoline. If I'm going to go super high, I have to first go on the trampoline very, very deep first in order to go that high. So this is happening to me that there's a big darkness. Something big is going about to happen. It's how you look at the situation, right? We're okay with time, by the way? We're okay with time, right? Yeah. All right, fine. So she goes up a second time, right before morning, right before dawn. She goes up a second time. And this time, she tries to get to Chokhmah. She tries to get to Bina. Bina, there's no way to get in. Bina's closed totally, Okay. Okay, so Bina's close. So what does she do? She bypasses Bina. She goes to what's even above Bina. It's called Chokhmah. Chokhmah is the father. In father and mother attitude, Abba and Ima, we just said it in Kabbalah, there's Abba and Ima, Chokhmah and Bina. The, the father doesn't play so much a role. It's the mother, the mother who's always after nourishing their son. Who cares more about this son normally? It's the mother. The mother is always the one, take care of yourself. And she's, We see the connection between a mother and a son normally more than a father and a son. The one who's after to... So in this, in this scenario, you don't see the presence of the father so much in the life of the son. You see more the presence of the mother in the life of a son. Even on a physical level, a man says, hey, my mother used to do this, my mom used to do this, my mom, my, my, my mother, my mother, my mother. It's the mother who was the main normally role and a child's growth and education, oh, right. normally, normal situations, okay? So, here also, Chokhmah, Abba, is not so apparent. He's not noticeable. In the Kabbalah also, Chokhmah, you don't see anything. It's like a dot. He's a dot. He's, he's signifying by the letter Yud. You don't see anything. A dot. So here, the Ayal is so desperate to get help. Bina closes the door. My mother, okay, no problem. I bypass you. Go even to where there's no Shefa. And I'm going to make a hole. There's like a one access to my father, like a little dot, a little hole. I have to get to that. So the deer, right before Lata Shachar, desperate for salvation, for Shefa, because it's so dark and so bad, goes up all the way to Chokhmah. Okay? So the shear, the reason why it's called shear, the Zohar, and why it corresponds to Chokhmah, because shear is made up of the letters Shar Yud, singing of Yud, which is Chokhmah, the singing of Chokhmah. And this is how in the morning, Alotah Shachar is the light of the day starts. The whole Avod of a Jew starts from Alotah Shachar. That's why in Shulchan Aruch it says, Yidgaber Ka'ari. Okay? 
I don't, we, uh, you didn't hear this before, we'll go into this right now. There are two attitudes. There's the attitude of a lion and the attitude of a shore. Sh- shore is what's needed to get up at midnight because midnight is really tough to get up. So you need strength of a cow, like a, like a ram, okay? But to get up in the morning is also difficult. You need more strength, agility, right? I need to get up for Shachar, less of a push because I know I have to get up. I have to daven. I can't now push off my tefillin. I can't say I'm not going to daven today. If I do that, it's outward and we shoot. But I have to daven. I start pushing it up, but eventually I have to get up. So the Ari, the strength of a lion, is what's needed to get up on the proper time. The halakha says like this, Yitgaber ka'ari, you should be strong like a lion in order that you should be the one to wake up the morning. You should be up before the morning. That says in Shulchan Aruch, okay? So that means that I have a strength of a lion, which means there's already strength there. I have to, like, I, there's already a matzav. I have to get up. It's like an option. Midnight, I don't have to get up. But I know that it's the right thing to do. I know that if I get up, I'll have a lot of benefits. I'll hit a jackpot. I'll hit a, the biggest lottery spiritually. This will be big. But no one's forcing me. So that you need more strength to do to get up at midnight, yeah. in a sense, than like a lion. Lion is in a way, it's a sense more easier because you know you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to eventually get up. I have to put my tefill in everything. That's why the Shulchan Ruch requires to get up before Alot HaShachar. And why, why is that expressed? Because it's hard to get up before Alot HaShachar. It's not easy. In other words, it doesn't say to get up in the morning, you know, to daven any time. It says, before Alot HaShachar, you need the strength of an Ari to get up. Okay, that's what it's saying, for the getting up before Alot HaShachar, because that's when this dark period is. It's a second dark period, and it's deeper, but thanks to the first Shefa that came down from Zeranpin, this deer has already strength, more strength to go up higher all the way up to Chochmah to get out Shefa. So now, going back to what we're saying, how did this all start? Because of Ke'ayal Ta'arok. What pushed, what pushes this, this doe, this hind, this deer to go up? It's because there's no Shefa. So she doesn't sit around and do nothing and start worrying and fretting. Ta'arok, she starts yearning. Okay? It's the yearning that pushes to create the shir, the chokhmah, the song of chokhmah, which is basically the shef, the shef, we, we call it, we call it shir, the, the shefa coming down is eventually called a song, a shir. Because once you, you tap into chokhmah, you open it up, and you have the, the, the bounty coming down, the song that's associated with this is shir. Because like we said earlier, it's total darkness, and you're building a matzav, that shir. So that this shir, who started it? It was the yearning, the yearning. In our context, what gets a person to connect to shear, to, to create shear? You're yearning for it. It's total darkness. I thought it was uh, that the was Kester, the Ashri. Uh, right. Right, that's the kidney. There's something else. This is the Bracha, not Keter, Bracha. The Kesher is, is, is the yearning, to, is, is the hope that, that, that's uh, far away. That's the sight, we said. Sight. No, sight, that's something else. That was seeing, mm-hmm. not the yearning. It's that you keep your eyes, like the blinkers of the horse, you have your eyes on, everyone's telling you there's no hope, there's no hope, there's no hope, and you're looking that there's hope, and you bring attacked. 
and you're like strong. I, I keep my eyes focused that there is hope. That's that's Keter. That's something else. Here it's Orga. I have no water. I have no sustenance. So what does she do? She cries. She yearns. I need the sustenance. I, it's like I'm, I'm uh, <coughs> as opposed to Avram Avinu, which we saw the Kelayot. This we went into. It's, uh, the first pr- proof is Avarechat Hashem, Asher Yatsani, Af Lelot Yiseluni Chiliotai. Right? Chiliotai is my kidneys. He said, uh, the verse read, I will bless Hashem. This is about Avram Avinu. The Gemara says this verse on Avram Avinu. He had no one to teach him Torah. So how did he learn Torah? His two kidneys became like fountains of water. And they taught him Torah. You hear that? You say, Rabbi how does that work? I have kidneys teach him Torah. So the Chida goes into this. The Chida goes into this. And he says, look at the word, the Hebrew word for a, a, a kidney. Kilaya is from Lashon, Nichsefa Vigam, Kalta Nafshi. Kalot. Kalta Nafshi Nishuatecha. Avram Avinu's yearning was manifested in his kidneys. His yearning to do the Ratzon of Hashem, Hashem, I want to serve you. I have no idea yeah, what to do. Who taught him about Eruv Tavshinin? Who taught him about Shabbos, Pesach? It wasn't Shemin Ever. The, the Mepharshim say Shemin Ever only knew maximum Shabbat Mitzvah Ben Noach. That's all they can give over to Abraham Avinu at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all they knew. Yeah, even though it says Noach offered Korbanot, but that's about it. The Torah they learned was the development of Shabbat Mitzvah Ben Noach, period. He was alone. What? One second. Afterwards, it changed. Afterwards, Yaakov Avinu went to Beit Midrash of Shem and Ever because it's already after there was Avram Avinu in the world who taught Torah. Shem and Ever became masters of the Torah revealed by Avram Avinu. Wow. Unbelievable. Huh? <laughs> Until a certain point, all they could give over was Shivat Mitzvat Bnei Noach. So Avram Avinu had no one to learn from. They didn't in depth. What? They didn't in depth. If Avram Avinu knew also of Tavshilin and he got there of Tavshilin. No, no, no. So no. If, if Shem knew before. Obviously in depth. Obviously. But that's it. Just seven. About Taryag, and then the Rabbanan, Eruv Tavshelun, Eruv Chatzerot. Avraham got to everything by his yearning. His yearning and the filtering of the kidneys, because that's what they are filtering. The Chida says, the filtering due to the yearning connected his kidneys to the Sechel, to the Neshama, which is the Dat, the, 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 the Bina. And he understood, had direct understanding through the kidneys and the yearning to understand what to be done, what was not to be done. That yes, Pesach, Matzot, yes, Tfilin, yes, Shabbat, no Tfilin on Shabbat, all these laws, oh. unbelievable, just yearning. That's yearning when you're not obligated, because Avram Avinu wanted to serve Hashem. Here, Orga is, comes out when a person needs the item, they're going to die if they don't have it, There's no food for the children, so Orga, as opposed to Kalta, Kelayot, which we saw in Bracha, okay, Orga, Tarog, is that you need this item. So how do you connect to it? How do you be- begin the development to get to it? It's through yearning, okay? So here, Rabbeinu is showing us, Shir is reflected in this chapter, the key word that, that begins it is the Orga, and that there's a lack of Shefa coming down. This creates the Matzav to create Shir. Shir is when there's total darkness, and the darkness is swallowing me up. It's not just that. I'm in the darkness and it's going cons- to kill me, Chas Hashem, to do anything. I can't just, okay, whatever Hashem wants, and then accept to be drowned and killed. No, I'm going to do something about the matzav, or the, the darkness is going to consume me, God forbid. So that's what, it starts with Orga. This activates eventually to Chochmah, to get to that second light of Bina there, okay? And once that Bina is, is, is tapped into, this brings down the Shefa from Chochmah, which is the beginning, beginning point, and that's the expression oh, of Shir. Okay? So the yearning activates the Chochmah, but it's... What? The yearning activates the Chochmah? 
yeah. the yearning activates the ayel ayelit to make that push to go up twice, afike mind, to go first to chesed, and then to go even further to chokhmah to bypass bina. All right, that's a lot. It was a lot. It was a pretty heavy. To be continued with Hashem next week. So this is the sixth chapter. So this means that this chapter forty-two. But in this format of the Tikkun HaKlai, you can't you, you didn't say, okay, I'll just say chapter 42. Uh. Saying chapter 42 activates Shir, which corresponds to Chokhmah. Just saying the chapter, even without Kabbalah, nothing. But now, Rabbi Nachman said it comes in a multivitamin format. You can't just take one. You've got to take all ten. You have to take all the ten kapitlis because they're all intertwined. The Chernerav, the commentary part of the Chokhmah on this lesson, he shows how each capital of the Tikkun HaKlai, like all, like all the 150 chapters of Tehillim, they have many expressions of the ten types of nigun. For example, Lamatzeach, Maskil, Livnei Korach. This chapter 42 begins. You have Nitzuach, that's one of the ten. Maskil is another format, and then you have, and then you have Uvalayla Shiro Imi. Okay, and you have other 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 psukim. What? Tvila lekvila, Tvila lekel chayai. Okay, so it's intertwined. They're all intertwined. You can't just say I just want one. You need they're all connected. You need all ten. Even though I just want. The concept of shear, I want that idea in my life. I need shear in my life. I have darkness. I, have, I feel like I'm being drowned and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to suffocate and I'm going to be drought and finished if I don't have a salvation. So I need right now just chokhmah and shear. No, you need all. Ashrei, bracha. You need all ten. To get to shear, you have to have all ten. It works together. Shear is the shear is the from the shore. Yeah. The shore. So the strength of a bore. Yeah. still bring down the, the, you're talking about the shefa and how it goes to those people who are, are mourning with the shina at Chatzot, right? Right. First. The Tikkun Chatzot and everything. Can I be among those people if I didn't go to sleep? It's very hard for me to sleep. Right, 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 right. At p.m. in the winter. Like we said, there's levels. Okay. It would seem, they say in Breslov uh, lore, L-O-R-E, they say in Breslov lore, that if you can't get up for Chatzot, then at least if you're up already then, so to be, to, 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 to say, say, say okay. it's very hard for me though, personally. I, I, I need to get up. I need that darkness. I need that push. Okay. I'm very laid back. If I'm already up at Chatzot, I'm like out of it. Right, you see that? Rabbeinu said that. Rabbeinu said the main thing is getting up for Chatzot. But like second level, second degree what? seems to be if you're operating anyways, what do you want me to do? Right. I stayed up. It's little Pesach. Or I'm coming back from a chasen. I was doing a mitzvah, and it's already Chatzot light now. Or it's winter. Or it's winter. Right, but you need to go to bed early, man. It's not easy. I know when you have kids and everything. I understand. I understand. <laughs> That's why it's a daven for this. These things I have to. Not, you can't say okay, this situation. There's nothing to do about it. Right. You have what to do about it, which is the davening. We have nothing a beautiful prayer to get up chatzot prayer the kutet filot prayer pay chet 88 88 is a short prayer you can say it like in five minutes you can say it it's very powerful yeah the kutet filot pay chet to get up a chatzot laila but shir is associated with uh with chatzot because that starts that's when that's when the begin the tikkun starts right and also uh, okay, we didn't go into this yet, and I, um, I can't really fully. Shir pashut kaful meshulash meruba. Pechet or pehe? Pechet. Yofi. Right. That's a We're going to also, not now yet, Shir pashut kaful meshulash meruba. He says Shir. And by Nigun, Asara Mine Negina, 
and one place it's called Asara Minei Zimra, and here it's called Shir Pashut. You have no idea what I'm talking about, right? Shir Pashut Kaful Mishulash Meruba. We didn't go to that at all. Okay, we'll, we'll go into this another time. Is that the Shir? Okay, Shkoya.